It's a pretty, pretty. <laughs> oh gosh, guys, when puberty ends, I'm gonna be so happy. <sighs> Man, <laughs> lost an hour of sleep and get up. <laughs> that was it. That's a that song ends on a really nice note, um, and uh, it is uh, it went. When I was in college, I was in a group uh, called Bells and Bows, uh, spelt the Louisiana way, and it, uh, Bows was B-E-A-U-X. We were the instrumental version of what uh, uh, Braden's in, so we like the really good musicians. Uh, <laughs> the, uh, and so we were, um, but anyway, to audition for, actually, to, if you wanted to get in either one of these groups, the Good News Singers, which is Braden's a part of, and, or Bells and Bows, you had to audition. You had to audition in front of the existing members of Bells and Bows and Good News Singers. And they put you through several tests. They uh, saw, uh, they tested your range, your vocal range. They tested your ear. Um, and so one of the things they did was they said, um, all right, sing, sing Amazing Grace as pretty as you can. And then they uh, said, and then Chuck, the leader, um, would say, you... Uh, all right, you still they're they're going to steal your melody. Um, now you 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 find a harmony, and so you just had to like sing harmony to Amazing Grace, and then he would say, "All right, they're going to steal your harmony. Find another one." And so you had you had to be able to be able to hear two harmonies. Another thing they did was they would say, uh, "All right, they would get three existing members of the of Bells and Bows, and or good, probably Bells and Bows, but." Uh, Good news singers are down there, and they would say, all right, sing. They're going to sing three notes. You sing a different note. And so what happened is they'd go, um, do, you know, buh. I don't know. I never, when I sing a note, I never know what word to say. Hammer. You know, there's so, there's so many words. La, la, la. They would sing those through there. La, da, da. And most people would go, ba. And we'd go, nope, same note as the first one, just an octave higher. Oh. You just see the panic come over their face whenever you tell them that. That's not a yeah. That's a same note. Da, 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 just on the it's C E G C. Still a C. Can't sing it. Okay. Maybe let's try again. Da da da. Da. Ah, that's all I got. It's crazy if they just remember the three Stooges. Hello, 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 hello. They would get it perfectly every time, but the. Uh, is that Three Stooges? But what's, what's interesting is people are not comfortable with weird chords. So a chord is just, dun, 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 you know, and, but they're not, they hear like, mm, or if you get weird, mm, that note would really mess them up. But they're not comfortable with uncomfortableness. Um, <laughs> one time there was this girl who was going to try out, and we all knew she was going to try out. And we all knew she, sweetheart, could not carry a tune in a bucket. Like, she didn't even have a bucket. And Chuck said, all right, sing Amazing Grace. And she said, Amazing Grace House. And we were just like. And she made it all the way through. Started a second verse. We're like, no, that's good. Then we thought, typically at that point, if someone didn't nail the melody, Chuck just moved on. But Chuck goes, <laughs> pointed this girl named Abby, and he said, Abby, 
Take the melody. She's singing harmony. Okay. She butchered that harmony. God loves, listen, hear me. God loves her just as much as he loves me. Like that, that, this is not a, a hierarchy. She could not hear the melody, much less the harmony. It would have been a miracle. But you know what happened? She did horribly. And there wasn't a good ending to that story. <laughs> and we, and then Chuck said, he said, Emily, take her harmony. We're like, what are you doing? We can't stand any more of this. We cannot, no, we couldn't take the tones together. They just weren't working. It was torture. And not because it was Chuck's fault. It wasn't this girl's fault. She's sweet as can be. Chuck was the one saying, sing more. But we're not good. We're not good with like not, not normal, not neat we don't like it when movies don't end all tied up in a neat bow. You, you, watch, um, you, you, you watch a movie and, you, and, they, and it ends and you're like, I don't know who won. Who did they win the ice dancing competition? Did Topic. I don't remember the name of that movie. It was in my head earlier this week, but it's not there now. Um, Jenny's trying. It doesn't matter. Let it go. Let it go. Let it go, Elsa. We're good. So there are, what? Cutting edge. I don't know why I didn't look at you, because you make me nervous. Um, but, so like, when, when that movie ended, I was like, what in the world? Who won? I remember that was the first movie. I thought, this doesn't have an ending. It just has a black screen. I'm not comfortable with things not working out. I'm not comfortable with like this, this like this odd note at the end of this song. I don't like that. God seems to be really comfortable with it. And throughout this, as we read the story, and we, it, it is quick, and I, th- I think y'all talked about it in class, it is easy to jump here to Saul, and that was my instinct in 1 Samuel. And Saul messes up, and Saul's not a great king, and um, Saul's not a, um, Saul's not, doesn't listen to God, and Saul isn't even something God wanted in the first place. But when Hannah shows up in a temple, and is praying to God. She is. A, she, I mean, we're not. We're not. We're what? Ten chapters in. And the theme of a woman who can't give birth is is already oversaturating the story, isn't it? Give Sarah. Um, you have Rachel, didn't have children for a long time. There wasn't the miraculous, but she was didn't have children for a while. And then it was Joseph, um, who was the favorite. Um, and then Elkanah, Hannah's husband, has uh, two wives, and one has 
many children and harasses the other who has none. And he loves the broken, he loves the barren more than he loves his other wife, which is okay in the Old Testament. Both loving your other wife more and having another wife. But she's praying in front of God and the, and the priest, Eli, who thinks she's just sort of, she's sort of mouthing words but not saying words, and he thinks that she might be under the influence of something. And he says, he says, it's so early, this is, a, this is ridiculous, go home. She said, no, 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 I'm not, I'm not that, I'm just sad. And then she has a child. And it's not spoiling anything because his name's Samuel and that's what the next two books are named after. She has Samuel and Samuel is a gift she gives back to God. And when she has Samuel, she sings a song and it's a song that if you were just reading in the story this week um, was abbreviated and it's the first time I thought, oh no they didn't. They need that whole song. Um, and so we're going well, to look at this whole song. Then Hannah prayed and said, My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my horn, which any time in Old Testament you see the word horn, it's just strength. So like, um, just, it should be just translated strength. My heart rejoices in the Lord. In the Lord my, my strength is lifted high. My mouth boasts over my enemies, for I delight in your deliverance. There is no one holy like the Lord. There is no one besides you. There is no rock like our God. Do not keep talking so proudly or let your mouth speak such arrogance. For the Lord is a God who knows and by him deeds are weighed. The bows of the warriors are broken, but those who stumble are armed with strength. Those who were full hire themselves out for food, but those who were hungry are hungry no more. She who was barren has borne seven children. That's a very Hebrew way of saying enough children. Complete amount of children. But she who has many, who's had many sons pines away. The Lord brings death. And makes alive. He brings down to the grave. And raises up. The Lord sends poverty and wealth. He humbles and he exalts. He praises the poor. He raises the poor from the dust. He lifts the needy from the ash heap. He seats them with, with princes. And has them inherit a throne of honor. For the foundation of the earth. The foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of his faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. No, those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the ends of the earth. He will give strength to his king and exalt the horn or the strength or the power of his anointed. She's, it's like she's telling the future. So we, we have... This woman who just, she wanted a child and she had one. 
She was made fun of for not having children, and then she had one, and she gave it back to the Lord. And then she sings this song that is this song of prophecy. And not just about Jesus. Sometimes we can make all prophecies about Jesus. But all prophecies are about Jesus and about something else too. And what you see in Samuel, or at least in 1 Samuel, is you see the people desiring something that they think will make them strong. And all the while, Hannah has predicted, this will not make them strong. They are wrong about what they think brings strength. They think earthly power, they think earthly success, they think power within the systems of man brings strength. They think that being full brings them strength or being wealthy brings them strength. They think that they can find power in their power. But she says God comes thundering in. Who do you think you are? Thinking that your power, your abilities, your, your, um, your being lifted up, your exaltation is what is going to bring you power. Who do you think you are thinking that just if, if I can just do it, if I can just work harder, if I can just overcome If you are lifted up, if you are overcoming, if you are exceeding in the Lord, it is from a place of brokenness and humility. God does not work wonders with He makes those who are powerless exalted. The people want a king in 1 Samuel. 1 Samuel 8, they claim for it, call for it. 1 Samuel 9, uh, Saul's anointed. He's a head taller than everybody else. That'll do. Why did God pick Saul? Because he's given the people what they want. They want power. He's going to show them what power can do, how power can break you. And then when God finds one, one after his own heart, he doesn't find tall man finds the least of these the shepherd who has trusted in God we're getting ahead of ourselves now God always works in brokenness that's why church church like this can be a little confounding at times church can be a little confusing because we talk about a God who uplifts, lifts us up from our brokenness, who lifts us up from 
our um, imperfections, who redeems us from our sins, who resurrects us from our death, but we're rarely willing to talk about our brokenness. We're rarely willing to talk about our need for redemption. That's an uncomfortable note for us to hear. It's an uncomfortable place to be. And you know what's crazy? As those, those notes rarely resolve here. Right? I mean, every... Um, I haven't... This is a horrible example. I haven't eaten sugar in two weeks, like a dessert. Um, we have a bag of M&M's. Peanut butter M&M's. The second best kind. It used to be the first best kind until the caramel ones came out. They're sitting on our, our, um, our cabinet, on whatever you call it thing in the kitchen. I'm on my game today, guys. Um, counter. Oh, my goodness. Um, sitting on our counter. And I walk by those probably two or three times a day and think, Ooh, Emmett, no! I had to have that. I'm always going to want that. Always. I'll always want M&M's. Always. rest of my life. And every, um, every addict I know talks about wanting that thing their whole life. Every gossip I know has to check themselves every day. Let me rephrase that. Every recovering gossip I know. And I don't know a lot. Every, every liar I know, every, like, they have to try every day. But it's, but it's not them doing it. Like the ones who succeed are the ones who have turned their attempts at perfection into admissions of brokenness in the presence of God. See, in, in church, we are not called to be perfect. My goodness, that is so boring. Not because like, yeah, sin's more exciting, but no, because the gospel story isn't the gospel story if it's not needed. The good news is not good news if it's, if it's unwarranted. Why do we think that pretending we're better than we are is effective ministry? It's awful ministry. Ministry is when I go to the world and say, oh, yeah, I've got it. I don't have it all together. I'm a broken person. Like uh, Todd calls us the island of misfit toys. I'm the, I'm the one that, um, that won't quit. Talk. You can't turn off. You know, like you won't quit talking. Yeah, right? <laughs> Have y'all seen that these Amazon products 
Alexa's just laughing in the middle of the night for no reason and they can't figure out why. I'm that one. Laughing when I shouldn't be. We, we all have like these problems that are going to make us imperfect, make us selfish. And it's, it's just who you are. It's just like this brokenness in you that you're not going to perfect, you're not going to overcome, but God can use you. Notice, God didn't make Hannah perfect. To be frank, I'm going to question her decision to give her kid to Eli. She's given him to God. That was fantastic. But Eli's a horrible person to give your child to. We, God doesn't make anybody perfect. He doesn't make David perfect. He doesn't make Abraham perfect. He doesn't make Moses perfect. He doesn't make Joshua perfect or Gideon or Jeremiah. or He doesn't make anybody perfect. Until Jesus makes us all perfect. We are not, God, God's not making us like these crystal clear glasses or these shining trophies in a case. God's making us into his kingdom. The issue is not, does God see me as perfect? The issue is, can God use me? And typically, as scripture has shown, over and over again, God uses the people that the world doesn't think can be used. You know how she phrases it. Go back. He raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap and seats them with princes and has them inherit a throne of honor for the foundation of the earth. Foundations of the earth are the Lord's. On them he has set the world. He will guard the feet of the faithful servants, but the wicked will be silenced in the place of the darkness. It is not by strength that one prevails. What has just happened? It is not by strength that one prevails. Those who oppose the Lord will be broken. The Most High will thunder from heaven. The Lord will judge the earth, and He will give strength to His King and exalt the horn of of his anointed. The question is this. The question is not, are you good or bad? Because I think that that question is, um, the answer to that question is probably um, flexible depending on the time of day. The question is, are you God's or not? And, do you belong to God? Do you belong to God or not? And he can use you. Are you willing for God to use you? I think that's where we start. That's where we should start. The problem is, is sometimes we start with, well, let, let's let God work on me and perfect me and get me to a place where he can use me. Don't limit God in that way. Let God start using you right now. And in doing so, he will mature you. God will grow you. God will work on you. The Spirit of God will live in you. But you don't, you don't need to walk that journey alone. 
You give yourself to God now. In all of your brokenness, visible. A friend of mine once preached a sermon in which uh, he was wearing a full suit in a place where you don't wear a full suit. It was at a, a college chapel. Um, and he was a student there, got a full suit, and started talking about how God needs us to behave, needs us to obey, get your life together. All the while, just taking off the suit. Not um, talking about the fact that he was taking off the suit, just, you know, there you go, take off the jacket. But in the sermon, he's wearing a a pair of long johns um, with his sins written on it. Now, no, listen, you, you may not, there's, Two ways you can tell someone hasn't gotten over something. Um, it's if uh, they can't talk about it or if they can't talk about anything else. Um, but we don't need to be like just hammering people with you. Yeah, you know I do this. You, you, you don't want to tempt people unnecessarily. But with your church family, with God, you need to ask God to use your brokenness. Use your barrenness because it seems as though so far in the story and as it will turn out, it, God just keeps doing this. God's, one of God's favorite things to do is to create life out of no life. To bring children from barrenness. To bring the dead back to life. I mean, we got dry bones coming to life later. Dry bones just means they've been bones for a while. God brings life out of no life. He brings light out of darkness. He brings children who are going to change the world out of women who can't have children. God is consistently doing great things through not great people. He's consistently doing things that can't be done through people who can't do them. And the good news is, you're those people. Yeah, I think you're fantastic, but on the standards of Jesus, none of us are really scoring fantastic. But God can use you. Because our claim is not to ourself. Our claim is to God. Our claim is to the one who comes thundering in. Our claim is to the one who can change us. God is not a God who is waiting for you to change. We serve a God who is waiting to change us. And it's through a relationship with God in the name of Jesus. The only way the author and perfecter of our faith is through a relationship with that God that we will find meaning, we will find change, we will find hope. You can't, you can't do it without that. You need to have a hard look at your failings in the presence of God. And know that in the presence of God, you are not shamed 
but you are loved. In the presence of God, with your failings, you are not a less than, but you are redeemed and forgiven in Jesus if you are indeed in Jesus. So, this morning, I want you to hold your brokenness open, out in front, and give it to God and say, God, I, I can't and I haven't been able to do anything with this. Can you do something with this? See where that takes you. Secondly, and this is very, very important, don't do that alone. That's what church is. It's a group of people who are willing to go through that process together. You are not the only person in this room, and there's not a lot of people here, struggling with what you're struggling with. There's people in here who have overcome by giving it to God, the thing you're struggling with. Give your life, your brokenness, your hope to the one who is truly powerful. Whether that's by coming to the church and saying, church, I need your help. I'm struggling with this. And I don't know, I don't know where to go. That, that's one of the great things that shows up here when you come forward and you sit down and you say, I'm struggling with this. We say, yes, we're struggling with this. We're praying for you. Usually what happens is God moves somebody in this room to come and sit with you and say, yeah, I'm, I've been there. And to show you the way. That's church. So give your life to God. If you haven't, if you haven't been um, baptized into His death, burial, and resurrection, do that. Get get immersed. Join Jesus um, in the way that just about everybody in uh, New Testament joined to Jesus. Join Jesus. Give your life to Him. Have your sins forgiven. Be given the Spirit. And now now God's going to start using you. God can do amazing things with the unamazing. I hope you start that chapter in your life today, whether publicly with us, whether giving your life to Jesus, or with a friend next to you that you you want to pray with. Whatever you do, don't wait until tomorrow. You're going to be more tired tomorrow at this time than you are today. Make an intelligent choice today. Please come forward while we stand and sing.